Just a reminder, you can now support Not Without My Sister on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash not without my sister, you can support us for $5 per month. You will get ad-free episodes in your feed. And every Friday, you will get super exclusive bonus, longer than usual minisodes that will only be on Patreon from June 2021. So that's patreon.com slash not without my sister. Details are in the show notes and we would really, really appreciate your support. Hello and welcome to another minisode of Not Without My Sister. Can I just say something before you continue on with, yes. with that very calm voice? Yes. That's the voice you do for a lot of your intros. I think you should try and be a little bit more animated sometimes. Oh. Because I listened to a few in the ro- few in a row the other day and I wanted to murder you by the end oh. of the third one. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another minisode of Not Without My Sister. <laughs> You're so mean. Okay. I'll do your voice. Just be natural. I'll, okay, I'll be natural. I'll do your voice. Hello and welcome to another mini-sode of Now Without My Sister. <laughs> you sounded a bit like Ira Glass there. That was good. Is that good? Today we're going to talk about how many things have you cooked, have you actually cooked from a cookery show and what cookery shows were those? Because I came across my children this morning watching with animated faces what's called Nailed It with Nicole Byer. Oh, who yeah. I love. I love her. Yeah, I love her. She's gas. And I do love. And I was thinking we actually did do and we composted. We actually, Don and I actually had a Nailed It Bake Off and my treacherous children voted him the winner, even though mine was by far the more superb and Detailed They're cake always going to go for their dad, little pricks. Yeah, little bastards. Mine was the much better, more elaborate cake pop. And oh, cake pop. And didn't you make a cake from Nailed It for a Transformer cake? Oh, for Jesus, birthday, that Transformer cake. Never again. What you, do you still have that sheet of Rice Krispies in the top? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, well, I just mean it was a lot of effort. It was so much work. Uh, well, eat, they eat it when they get bored, so I just leave it there. <laughs> it's it's uh, gradually disappearing. And then the other day, what did I make? Oh, I made that number five cake. But Oh, that was cute. That was Nigella, was it? Or Rachel Allen? That was Rachel Allen. But it was a bit... I, I ran out of... The little bastards as well. I ran out of um, icing sugar for the icing. So at the end, Bo, who literally would eat bread and butter and toast and butter until he passed out in a coma, in a bu- in a bread coma, goes, tastes and goes, Mom, I mean, the cake's a bit dry. Maybe you cooked it for too long. And um, the, that icing is very buttery. I just don't want to eat anymore. What the actual... He loves butter, that child. He loves butter. I mean, he is the child. Like... He is the child who was found in the sitting room chewing on a, a block of Kerrygold. He used to just oh, gnaw on it. Oh, yes. Stop. Yeah. That would turn my stomach. Yeah. He literally was in there biting big chunks out of it like a wad of cheese. Oh, I love some Dubliner cheese right now, actually. Okay. Now they said that. They're very ungrateful, I have to tell you. I brought them for ice cream the other day, the kids, on Friday afternoon. <laughs> I brought them for to Zesto's, right? So we drive through Zesto's. Can we I have... It's just Zesto. Oh, it is. Whatever. Well, I mean, it's Zesto's. It belongs to whatever. Starbucks. Do you call Does it... Does it belong to Mr. Zesto? I mean, do you call it Starbucks? No, but it's actually called Starbucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you call it Targets? I do, yeah. I no, think Targets. Yeah, yes, I do. Do you call it TJ Maxx's? Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you call it Kroger's? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Jesus, go on. I'm sorry I said anything. Go on. Anyway, I drove Zesto's. I, anyway, I drove past Kroger's and I went over to Zesto's. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and I got ice creams, right? First of all, they were like, oh, I want a sundae. And I was like, you're getting a plain, like uh, vanilla ice cream in a cup and you're going to be happy about it. I want a cone. I was like, you're getting a cup. And at this point, I'm already like, I shouldn't have come, right? So then I was also like, also not making a phone, Beatrice. Let them get whatever they want. Whatever. No way. They wouldn't even eat. So I said, okay, we're going to drive home and eat this. You're not eating it in the car. We gave, we want to eat in the car. It's like, you're not eating it in the car, right? So then I had the cups all in the cup holders. So I had to taste it, right? Because it was mine. Mine was there too. So, so I had a little mouthful of bogos. You're honestly like an example of what not to do as a parent. Bogos. Like, what, why are you tasting it? And I said, I said, I, I'm tasting it in case it's poisonous. He goes, oh, Chance, did you hear her mom? She said that Zester, it's not just ice cream, but they, there's toys for us. I'm like, that is absolutely not what I said. <laughs> I love how he always thinks the best of his mom. Oh, that's nice. That's true. He's like, mom got his toys. Okay, cookery shows. I don't think I watch any cookery shows apart from Nailed It, which I've tried in vain to get our children into and they don't care about. Oh, that's so disappointing. I do like Nailed It. I did like, what was that other show that we watched? Well, can you can you get the, Nailed It in Ireland? We should explain the premise. I'm pretty sure you can get Nailed It Well, now. if you can, you should watch it because it's hilarious. And Jacques, the chef, is just classic. Exactly. He is very funny. And her guests are fun. Well, why don't you explain what it is? Oh, no, because I'm really bad at that. Okay, so Nailed It is essentially a show where they get amateur and like absolutely amateur, very crap, no offence to the people who are on it if they're listening, bakers to come in and recreate something. And I mean, to be fair to them, it's always very complicated. Very like, hard to do. Please recreate this like croque en bouche that's been designed to look like Ursula the Sea Witch and we want you to make it in 45 minutes. That's well, the kind of shit they come up with. Well, do you remember I did that cake as well? Um, after I saw on Nailed It also, a cake filled with glitter. So oh, I bought that one. God, I, I bought that book, Sprinkles or whatever it's called. And I made the multi-layered rainbow cake, which is actually quite good. I filled it full of stuff. It and then I put more mulch than rainbow, I'd But say. then I put sprinkles and stuff on the outside of it. And it looked terrible. It looked absolutely it looked terrible. nothing like we the need, book. We need Kev Kevin. Your colleague Kevin is very good at this kind of oh, stuff. We need yeah. him to give us like a crash course. Kevin has stickers called that, it, like Kevin Corny, that he has stickers printed about Kevin Corny's cookies or whatever with a K that he like sticks on. It's very Kardashian of him. He's, oh yeah. So nailed it, right? Then there's that one that we watched with, what was the one with um, that guy who was like doing the barbecue in the middle of nowhere? Do you remember that, that show oh, that we watched? that on was Netflix? amazing on Netflix. Chef's Table. Oh yes, Chef's Table. That is amazing. And I actually haven't watched all of those. That was absolutely amazing. But but you didn't, like they didn't give you recipes no. to cook from. Although That's I did. not like cook this. We did subscribe to Masterclass. I gave you that guest subscription. How many of them have you watched? Seven. How many, did you watch any? No. None. Not a one. That was extremely expensive. You didn't watch any Excuse of them. Me, put your pointy finger down. Okay. One finger pointing out, three fingers pointing back at you. Put that down. No, <laughs> no. I haven't watched one yet. Is our membership expired? Uh, absolutely expired. Oh. It totally expired. I anyway. For a year. I did. Anyway, Massimo Battaglia, whatever his name is. Five years has just flown by. <laughs> Massimo Battaglia, whatever his name is, who he was my favorite episode. He was the one I made mom and dad watch as well. The Italian chef who I, I think it was close to Verona or something. Anyway, oh, he has yeah. he has a Michelin start. But anyway, crying, oh. amazing. Started out in the, he started out in the States, he right? Quite a oh my around. God, it was absolutely brilliant. But anyway, he, he had he had a, his own masterclass on like how to make pasta. And Don is mad into pasta. I was trying to get Don to watch and like learn Don some of Massimo's. You need to watch it. But you know what I was so annoyed by? At one point they were like, well, you know, what's your secret? He goes, yeah, I just have to love the food, right? That's what Don says all the time. Do you remember that? Do you remember the time Don was poaching, poaching the egg? egg? Yeah, he was poaching the egg. And I was like, what's your secret? He goes, I was so raging with them as well. No, sorry, he wasn't going to love it. You were poaching yeah. the egg. And you were Disaster like, why is this going wrong? And he's like, you're not loving the egg. Yeah. Which just makes sense because you do not love eggs. I love poached eggs. Yeah, but like eggs as a as a 
as a product, as an object, I wouldn't say you're an egg lover. I like love eggs. Sometimes, like, mm, I love eggs. I hate on test too much. I love eggs. I hate uncooked eggs. As opposed to the thousands of people. No, like when they're a little bit eggs. runny. Another way in France, oh, they make yeah. them and they're a little bit runny. Hate that. They need in to France, be fully they make cooked. Them, they're very runny. Yeah, they need to be fully cooked. I don't I want don't eggs mind. on top of anything. I don't want an egg on a pizza or on a burger. Like no. But thanks. what about an egg on like Korean noodles? Fried egg on top. I mean, no, I could, I'll, I'll try it. Like I could try it. Making her, her Morla from Never Ending Story. I could yeah. try it. <laughs> so I would recently watch those shows. When I was younger, I used to like Ready Steady Cook. Yeah. So I think we've talked about already. Yeah. I don't think we ever made anything, though. Again, it was entertaining. No. I, I would occasionally be amused by cookery segments on like daytime TV. And I'll sometimes, I'll actually even now sometimes refer back to the clip where... Um, what's his name I actually can't remember there's this Italian chef on this morning with Holly and Pete is it Peter Scott Philip Philip yeah I knew it was a P how am I remembering everything today like what's going on I'm pregnant oh don't don't I hate that stop Holly and Philip are there and he's talking about how he always adds a little bit of cream to the bolognese because it's Something, something, something gross and Holly goes oh yeah she goes I've heard that before sometimes I'll add a bit of salad cream and he looks at her and she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, it makes it, it makes it, um, she's like, it's really like cream. It just makes it a bit creamy and like gives that tangy. And he's like, look at her and she's like, well, it's a dairy product. And he goes, yeah. And if my mama had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's it's sake. It's so good. But I don't think I've ever cooked anything from a cookery show. Oh, I was thinking what else I've cooked from Gordon Ramsay, even though I find him extremely objectionable and has a bad attitude and is rude. I cooked scrambled eggs from him. Oh, which they were good. And they were, good. They they were, were well, there was a lot of like, you weren't um, allowed to add eggs, any of the salt till the end, which I obviously yeah. didn't know. And maybe everybody knows. Probably, I always find that things that I'm like, never knew this. Everyone else is like, yeah, I know. I've known that all my life. No, I always add the salt and pepper at the very beginning. Yeah. Yes to pepper. He said salt at the end because yeah. it changes the, it. no, it changes the chemical balance, whatever. I don't know. I wasn't obviously listening. I was just watching. Well. well, it did take a long time. It was about 25 minutes. Oh, it was the one with the truffle. It was delicious. You know, I was thinking yesterday, I'd love, I'd love to go to Faith Street Social. I don't think, have you ever been to Faith Street Social? I haven't. Love to go to Faith oh, Street Social. I think I have. I have. Another, I mean, historically rude and unpleasant chef. So we probably shouldn't be, but that's not really the point. The point is truffle fries with Parmesan. Oh that's my God. Delicious. Where could I get Amazing. them right now? I actually, I'd love, I'd love some skinny fries. God, truffle be delicious. And grated, very thin grated Parmesan. I only have one potato out there. I'm not even uh, Claire McCabe Wait would be turning in her grave make some truffle fries for yourself <laughs> <laughs> I don't but like what do you have put you on truffle leak? no did you see that did you see that story from Roseanne yeah yeah uh, our cousin Roseanne posted uh, uh, only today on the phone with Claire McCabe she said <laughs> she'd have a leak in yes. the <laughs> uh, true god yeah I'd like, that actually sounds delicious can you get truffle fri- fries anywhere here probably my God, I would I mean, I could love Google some truffle, truffle fries. fries. Can I get truffle fries shipped to me? God, I'd love truffle fries. I don't think they'd be nice. I mean, anyway, stop. Anyway, go on. Who is this obnoxious chef? Oh, what's his name? I mean, let me look. Dylan something. I want to say Dylan Bradshaw, but it's not Dylan Bradshaw. I wanted to say that too. Dylan McGrath. Who is this? Is this an Irish chef? He's like an Irish kind of famous, like did a lot of TV oh. chef. I mean, you know what? This is probably why he has a reputation of being unpleasant. Very good looking. Why are unpleasant people good looking? I don't know. No, I think a lot of good looking people are unpleasant. So don't have to be nice. I mean, I feel like I'm nice. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say anything. (laughs) Don't say anything to that. (laughs) What's the most ambitious thing that you've cooked from a a show then? Probably that nailed it cake. Oh my God, yeah. Which didn't look ambitious at the time. 
I mean, it turned out to be a full-on family affair. I had dad at the end. But I mean, it, it was ambitious from the point of view of having to get all the ingredients, all that fondant icing, the the like melting. What, what is it like? What's it called? That chocolate stuff? Oh, uh, ganache? No, I mean, it's like modeling chocolate. Oh, they love a bit of modeling yeah. chocolate. Nailed it. Yeah, they do. And I didn't have anything. And like, I feel like as well, I don't know how they managed to put color, like food coloring on a toothpick and have it turn out so fine. My food coloring just blends into a massive watercolor I mess. Know. Disaster. Do you ever watch people icing cookies? Yes, it's very it's, relaxing. It's very relaxing and amazing. But I, but it's it's one of those things that you watch. It looks pretty straightforward, but I'm oh. literally like, I am never, oh my God. ever attempting that. Did you not see my Hedwig the Owl cookie? <laughs> it was an absolute disaster. <laughs> and it's weird because you're like, you're good at design stuff. I know, Kev, but Kevin, again, back to the Kevin, is amazing at icing cookies. And in fact, as party favours for his own wedding, like, I must get him to send the picture, like, had something like 5,000 tulip cookies that he personally iced, bagged up and put the stickers. Yeah, put the stickers on the back. I mean, he is, he is actually, he is, he's the one who dressed up like the Easter bunny. Oh, yeah. And came over here with beautiful. Jumped, jumped around in the garden and we'd no idea who it was. And the, it was best kind of part was, the best part was Don was like, who is that? Because <laughs> it was just after COVID, wasn't it? So it was, we were all like in a It was a during COVID. Was, yeah, yeah. As yeah, in, yeah, like, so it, was it was like last at April, the height of COVID. So he came he came oh over dressed in his bunny suit. I have a video of it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And like hung out outside with like a basket of cookies for the kids. And Don was obviously like, who is this psychopath? <laughs> Until he realised it was Kevin. Well, like I kind of was too, because I was like, "Is this a neighbourhood thing? Like, oh, what do they do in America?" He's so nice. He's so nice. He's so above was, and beyond. Oh my I God, mean, the boys were delighted. Sorry, j- just going back to ambitious cooking. This isn't from TV, so I don't suppose it counts for this episode, but I can talk about it anyway. Do you remember that Indian feast I made for Dad's birthday, and I had to order all the ingredients from like DesiFoods.com? Oh or something. yes, that was amazing. What was that book called? That's from the Dishoom book. Yeah, yeah. I have it. It's in the other that room. You guys have yeah. here. Yeah. The, like oh my god I haven't so, cooked anything else out of that since well again quite ambitious like it literally took me didn't I start at 12 and we ate at 8 or something and I literally was cooking for the well that was day. my also, yeah you were exhausted oh my god I was wrecked and then I had to like <laughs> eventually I was like dad I know it's your birthday but you're going to have to do the chapatis I can't even look at that look at that flower like and I had to buy special chapati flour oh my god it's a nightmare it's still in the press well like for Easter Sunday I made Otto, I used Otto Lenghi not from having watched him on TV but I have loads of his cookbooks and I've never done anything because they all look delicious and I'm always like I should be eating more veg and like everything in here is a delicious vegetable of some type I just never want a recipe though that's more than two pages and that was the problem with the Brother Hubbard cookbook as well and I love Brother Hubbard but when I looked at the cookbook I was like Jesus those cinnamon and walnut scrolls that I'd eat three of at a time take four pages it's like no no thanks well I made the Easter Sunday dinner and it was it actually tasted delicious and I froze some of it for one day because dad would have appreciated this it didn't look great though it didn't look great at all like everything just and his draw (laughs) <laughs> his photograph turned. was magnificent but like mine somehow looked just like charred blackened blackness well actually I forgot now thinking about speaking of your eating your veggies Bo says to me this morning I hope I'm hoping I lose my sense of taste when I get my first COVID shot because then I can eat a lot of vegetables and be the best in the house <laughs> oh. <laughs> like you could eat them now they taste good no thanks he's so cute so ridiculous I wonder if you could like I was going to say you could camouflage them, but the problem is he doesn't really even like anything you could camouflage them in. So no, like he unless, won't eat like tomato sauce. With no, unless they look like bread. Unless they look like bread or pasta yeah. or butter. Maybe I should try those um, food changing pastilles that you, those flavour changing pastilles that you, you gave. You have them, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently nobody likes them. Sorry, they're not for the actual flavour changing pastilles. Like, they're not a sweet. You're supposed to put them on your tongue, let it melt and then eat something. Oh, I think they were just eating them. <laughs> 
they're not supposed to taste good. You put them on your tongue, you let them melt, and then you like eat a lime or something, and it apparently tastes completely different. Oh. You absolute wasteful Egypt. <laughs> Could you not even read the back of the pack? It was like, it was candies. It wasn't mine. It was Don's. We'll tell him after this. He might have some Speaking left. Speaking of which, have you used the poopery? Oh yeah, he loves it. Yeah, I it's actually brilliant. love poopery as well. But then the problem is, so poopery is this spray. It's I'm sure it's everybody like, knows what it is. Oh, just in case. They, they have one in Ireland called V.I. Poo, which I think is a vulgar name. That poopery is much better. <laughs> <V. I. Poo. laughs> anyway, what does you, that mean? Very important poo. Like what? Isn't every isn't every poo? Oh, Rosemary. T M I. Mom's sorry, now mom's sorry. now rolling right. She's, she's like, oh, is this nearly finished? <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly finished. But you you spray it in the toilet bowl and it basically covers the water in like a film of oil. So that then when you poop, the poop smell is contained beneath the oil. That's how it works. It's like a film on top of the water. You're looking so horrified. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Do you know what Dad told but, me? Oh, go on, go on. Well, I was just going to say, but the problem is when you use it, if you use it like regularly. If you'll excuse the pun. Oh, for God's sake. You just begin to associate that with poop. So then the smell of this like delicious, like not delicious, but like lovely rosemary and hibiscus. You're like, that's poop. You know what I mean? I don't think that's a scientific fact. No, I'm just saying that's what happens in my head. Well, dad was telling me that when one poops, that if one is in the room, the reason one doesn't smell one's own poop as offensively is because, and I mean, I'm probably getting the science wrong here, but that when you poop, your nostrils close up or something. I mean, I could be saying this wrong. So like, that's why you find it, the smell of other people's poops so offensive Sorry, and not your own. did dad learn that in his advanced science degree or where did <laughs> Dad knows a lot about? of things. He knows a lot of things. Dad says a lot of things in the, in with the confidence. way of someone with con- who yes, knows. Yes, yes. I will agree with that. No, I think you're confusing dad do with you, Brandon right now. You literally no, married, well, both. Dad, you definitely married that aspect do of Do you dad. like the smell of your own farts? Rosemary, I'm not having this conversation oh. with you, okay? Okay, I had the conversation with somebody recently, and they were so horrified. But I was like, "Yeah, I've been I'm abs- I am absolutely. You okay. are you are bringing the tone down." Okay, thank you so much for listening. Oh to this. my god! <laughs> so not without my sister. I would like to know if you, the listener, likes this much. Rosemary, I really, I really would like that edited out. This was a cooking show, and you have brought it to the basest of conclusions. Listen, it goes in one end. Rosemary, it's all part of the circle of life. Oh my god! It moves us all. Oh, Rosemary. <laughs> This has been Not Without My Sister. You can get us on Instagram at Not Without My Sister or individually at Beatrice McCabe and at Rosemary McCabe. You can tell from this episode which of us is the more base. It is me. You can email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com or check us out online notwithoutmysis.com and you will catch us on Tuesday for a full length full length and fabulous episode of Not Without My Sister. Less vulgar than this one. Not guaranteed. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.